Three unqualified morons and microphones. This is the previously recorded podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of Previously Recorded. I am your host, RP, as always. And for this special solo episode, uh, this episode is brought to you by our Tee Public store. Uh, check it out in the show notes uh, for all your t-shirt and sticker and vinyl and needs. It's all there. If you really want to rep the show, it goes a long way. And it shows that we have some fans out there, which is awesome. Uh, and then, as always... This episode is brought to you by Totally Tees. So for all your t-shirt needs, uh, party, graduation, uh, family gatherings, whatever, you name it, uh, favorite sports teams, Jack from Totally Tees, your guy, he can help you out. Um, So you can hit us up always or you can find him on Facebook or Instagram and reach out uh, and he'll be happy to help you. So today's episode is going to be about, mainly about D23, which was uh, Disney's uh, yearly expo that they have. They haven't had one since 2019 due to the pandemic. So they have been promising a big reveals, lots of huge things for all their properties, which include Marvel Studios, Pixar, Lucasfilms, and 20th Century Fox, which is now just 20th Century. Um, and right off the bat, it was honestly a huge letdown. Um, they had teased this as being hu- a huge weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday. There was some stuff um, throughout the day, but their big panel was their Walt Disney Studios. Um, then Saturday was 20th Century Lucasfilms and Marvel Studios in like a th- two or three hour block. Um, and then Sunday was the parks. And Bob Chapek came out on, I believe, Friday during the Disney Legends panel and said this is going to be bigger than ever before we have a lot of cool things in store and don't get me wrong there was a lot of cool things that they did um if you were there if you were at home not necessarily um and and part of the reason is and i'm mainly going to talk about the marvel studios panel is because a lot of this stuff was already announced at comic-con so after comic-con people were the chatter was saying that oh you know it's even going to be bigger at d23 which blew me away because San Diego Comic-Con was huge. They had so many announcements. They announced all of Phase 5 and even parts of Phase 6. So I, I my expectations were somewhat high, um, mainly because I wanted to see if they would announce the cast of Fantastic Four. Um, that's the thing I was banking on. That's the thing I was hoping for the most. And unfortunately, we didn't get that. Um, we just got the confirmation of director Matt Shackman, who did WandaVision. Um, so, and he's done episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's done episodes of Game of Thrones, and he was scheduled to do Star Trek Four um, with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, but backed out to come and film Fantastic Four. So I mentioned San Diego Comic Con being huge, and so I'll give a kind of a recap of everything that happened for Marvel Studios at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, it, it, it happened in the middle of July, um, so. If you, if you haven't heard anything by now, I'd be a little surprised. Um, but I'll, I'll talk about some of the cool things that they did. So first up, uh, San Diego Comic-Con in, in July. Again, they had a Marvel Studios panel on Friday. And the big one, Saturday night in Hall H, where they announced a shit ton of stuff. Um, so fr- on Friday, they did the Marvel Animations panel, which they announced uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is going to be a show 
that a lot of people thought was in the current MCU um, timeline because it's supposed to take place before Civil War, but they clarified that it's not because um, in the role of the Iron Man spot where Iron Man shows up, Tony Stark shows up to uh, Peter's apartment, it's actually going to be Norman Osborn. But Charlie Cox will be in it as Daredevil, and a couple other people I think are returning, but Tom Holland's definitely not. So there was a lot of confusion about that, but that's not coming until 2024. Um, what if season two is announced, which is coming next year, 23 and a Marvel zombies TV show, um, no cartoon show for Disney plus coming in 23 or 24. And it's going to actually be adult, um, rated. So it's not going to be, you know, like kind of like, what if it's going to up the ante a little bit and be TVMA, uh, which, which is interesting. I find, um, as they kind of start to push the boundaries, uh, on Disney plus, but it'll the team will consist of in Marvel Zombies of Yelena, Katie from Shang Chi, Shang Chi himself, Kate Bishop, Jimmy Woo, the Death Dealer, and Kamala Khan, which is awesome because I love Miss Marvel. And then X Men '97 is slated for fall of 2023. And uh, one of the big differences of this is I believe it's a continuation of the uh, original X Men animated show, but Magneto will actually be the leader of the X Men for this, which I find that to be pretty cool. And so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm going to dive back into the old show and check that out. Um, so now let's kind of recap their Hall H panel on Saturday night, which was, I think, two hours long. I was live tweeting it under the previously recorded account, uh, just kind of following, re- constantly refreshing Twitter because they don't live stream it. And all, all the footage that they show there is exclusively for San Diego Comic-Con, except for I think they released the Wakanda Forever trailer and something else. I I think they released a look at something else, but everything else was contained. You couldn't record, you couldn't live stream. But if you search a little bit on Twitter, you could find some leaked things, which I don't encourage, but I encourage. Um, So what kicked off their panel in San Diego Comic-Con was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is Ant-Man 3 coming out this February 2023. Um, It's going to kick off Phase 5, so uh, Wakanda Forever will conclude Phase 4, and Cassie Lang, Kang, and MODOK will be featured in this film, which is interesting about MODOK, because I'm curious to see how they pull it off. I've seen some artist rendering of what they saw on the screen, and I think it's going to be a reveal. From what they showed, it was kind of like a mask. So I think it's going to end up being some sort of reveal of who's actually the head behind MODOK. Um, and they're going to spend a lot of time in the quantum realm in this film, which is great. And uh, one of the big things that was talked about was the line that um, Jonathan Majors is Kang, who you saw in Loki, who's going to be the big bed of this multiverse saga, which is what they dubbed it. The first phase, the phase three, it ended with Endgame, or technically Spider-Man um, Far From Home, was the Infinity Saga. This one is now the Multiverse Saga, which is not going to take 10 years like the first saga did. This one's going to be maybe, I guess, four, five, or six years, I guess, when it's all said and done. Um, but there's a line that's delivered by Kang. Kang's going to be featured in this, ro- in this film a lot, and he says to Scott, Are you an Avenger? Have I killed you before? Which is a pretty cool line. I didn't deliver it dramatically whatsoever, but I'm sure you can go find that online somewhere. Bill Murray is also in the film. 
Um, so excited to see what that entails. The next thing up that was of note was Secret Invasion. They talked a little bit about that. Uh, I believe Olivia Colpo was announced there, and they had just released a trailer for Secret Invasion to the public. What they were showing at Comic-Con has just got released to the public uh, this weekend because of D23. Um, then they also spent a lot of time on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I think we will not be emotionally ready for this film. I believe it's going to be the most emotional of the Guardians films. And Now, Guardians 1 and 2 have their emotional moments for sure. They're the parent connections in both films. And they can bring a tear to your eye, no doubt. But this one, I think, is going to be deeper because this is the end of the Guardians as we know them in the MCU. Now, that's not to say that there's going to be a fourth one with a whole new team, but this current Guardians of the Galaxy roster will be, according to James Gunn, um, it's going to have a deeper emotional tone. Uh, the, the sizzle reel they kind of showed featured Adam Warlock and Gamora as head of the Ravengers. Now, it's not the Gamora that we knew from Volume 2. This is the Gamora from... At the end of Endgame, which is 2014 Gamora. So she has no idea who Quill is. Their relationship doesn't exist uh, as as we know it and as Quill knows it. And at the end of Endgame, they're searching for her. Um, so that was the end of the Guardians 3 talk. And then they went on to discuss a little bit of Echo, which Echo is from uh, Hawkeye. She was the leader of the tracksuit mafia. Um, and then they went on to talk a little bit about Loki Season 2. And then Blade, Ironheart, um, who she'll be introduced in Black Panther 2. Um, they kind of just gave an updated release date and change of the Agatha show from WandaVision. It's going to be Agatha Covenant Chaos. was previously House of Harkness. Um, and then the big announcement for me as a, just a huge Daredevil fan was that Daredevil will be getting a new show on Disney Plus called Daredevil Born Again. will be 18 episodes long. And Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio will be returning. And this will release in spring of 2024. Now, at that point, we had not known if it was going to be a continuation or a reboot. And as I record this episode right now, uh, on Wednesday, tomorrow is She-Hulk. And I believe this might be the episode Daredevil shows up. We had not known if it was going to be a continuation or if it was going to be a reboot and we just had it addressed this weekend that it will be a reboot for sure um so those were kind of the the things that were mentioned um captain america new world new world order for a may 2024 release thunderbolts july 2024 um no cast and then they did announce uh which already knew fantastic four but they just slated that that will kick off phase six and then phase six will culminate with Avengers Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret War. Uh, Kang Dynasty, May 2025, and Avengers Secret Wars, November 2025. So six months apart, and that'll conclude the multiverse saga. Um, And then they went on and talked a little bit of Black Panther. Um, So that left me thinking, okay, what's going to show up at D23? Um, These were huge announcements, you know, Avengers, the two Avengers films, being the biggest, and, and Feige did say afterwards, he's like, you know, instead of doing an Avengers movie every couple of years, this is how we're going to start to conclude our our sagas, um, culminating in an Avengers film. And because they, if you've seen the last couple, you know, No Way Home, um, Multiverse of Madness, not necessarily Thor, Love, and Thunder, 
Um, but they, those films themselves are kind of becoming team-up films, and even with the Marvels, um, which I'll get to in a bit, uh, coming out next summer, that's also a team-up movie because it pulls um, Monica Rambeau, who we saw in WandaVision last, and um, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and they're going to be all in that film, which we learned about a little bit more about this weekend. But anyway, Feige said, so Avengers films will not be every couple of years. They'll be the end of the saga. So like every six, five or six years, we'll see an Avengers film. So after hearing all of that, I was blown away. Great announcements. Um, what are they going to do with D23? So, but then these couple of these podcasts I listened to and Twitter was all saying, you know, they got big announcements lined up for D23. That's what everybody's saying. Um and so I was expecting a little bit more. Maybe some of that stuff being released to the public. Um, maybe some of the Phase 6 gaps. Because they, they showed on the screen, as they always do. As they announce movies they and TV shows, they, they show them in the release timeline. So Phase 6 was wide open. Um, phase 6 had just Fantastic Four starting and the two Avengers films ending. And, and maybe that's because they're not sure where these other films are going to go yet. Um, but we do know that like, a Shang-Chi 2 is greenlit. Um, and so I was, I was expecting that at D23, especially since Dustin Daniel Cretton, who directed Shang-Chi and is going to be developing a Wonder Man television show, uh, which is another Marvel character on Disney Plus, And he had just been tapped to direct Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, that they would announce Shang-Chi too, because there's no way that we're not going to see him again before the next Avengers film. However, D23 was a letdown. And and as I said before, it really just kind of went over everything that we ju- that I just told you. Um, with a little bit more insight, um, not much new footage. They released the Secret Invasion trailer. They did release and officially announce Werewolf by Night, uh, which is a, as it was dubbed in the trailer, a special presentation. Um... Werewolf by Night is a comic book, and it's about a werewolf, and um, Man-Thing is also in it, and it's going to be a Halloween special on Disney+. Plus. Directed and composed by Michael Giacchino, who composed uh, the Spider-Man reboots, the Doctor Strange, and he's done a bunch of other stuff. Um, The Batman... So much stuff. Uh, he's awesome. I really like him. But this is his first directing gig. So that's really cool. Uh, and the trailer was was neat. Um, but then they kind of just rolled out everything. They, they rolled out um, that you know, every film that they had announced, they brought out a couple actors to talk about it. Um, not necessarily any footage. Um, but they did announce the Thunderbolts lineup. So now the Thunderbolts in the MCU is kind of their answer to the Suicide Squad in D.C., um, where it's usually made up of a bunch of villains uh, who are now working for the government to get the job done, essentially essentially the Suicide Squad. Um, and I'm not sure which came first, the Suicide Squad or the Thunderbolts. But they did announce that the Thunderbolts lineup will be Yelena um, from Black Widow, Bucky, Ghost, who was the villain in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Taskmaster, who was the villain in Black Widow, and then U.S. Agent John Walker, from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, led by Julia Louise Dreyfus's character, and I'm blanking on the, her name, Valentina 
something, something, something is a very long name, but she's going to be their essentially their version of Nick Fury for the Thunderbolts. Um, so yeah, those, those were kind of the big announcements. Um, and as I said, they brought out Daredevil, uh, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio who confirmed that it's a reboot, not a continuation. And I hope they didn't say if it's going to be based on Frank Miller's born again run, uh, I think it might be a little play on words to be like, oh, hey, this is a reboot. But Born Again, simply the um, the plot line of the comic book is that Karen Page, uh, if you've seen the re- the TV show, she's their assistant and their friend and that's a love interest. It's also in the comic books, the same exact thing, love interest. She's addicted to drugs and ends up selling uh, to Kingpin Daredevil's identity of Matt Murdock for heroin. And it just starts a kingpin attack on Daredevil. It's an incredible storyline uh, that you definitely guys should definitely go and read if you have it. Uh, being a huge fan of Daredevil, that's one of my favorites. Um, definitely check that out. So at D23, there was also no James Gunn due to his busy schedule. So nothing about the holiday special uh, for Guardians or Guardians 3. Um, they did talk a little bit about Secret Invasion. So they show the trailer, Secret Invasion in the comic books is when the scrolls invade Earth and the scrolls are shapeshifters as you've seen in the comic books and if you watched Miss uh, Captain Marvel, they are featured heavily in that film. Um, they're shapeshifters, they can take over everybody. So it's kind of like an espionage thriller of who is actually who. So in the comic books, it's just, it's this great limited series of, I think it's like six issues written by Bendis that... Nobody knows who's who. Like, nobody... Are you actually Tony Stark or, or are you a scroll as Tony Stark? And it's really, really good and it's a it's a thriller because you don't know what's, what's going on. You don't know who to trust. And I think this is a perfect story for Nick Fury um, as he brought the scrolls. So they went, they showed that and you could definitely go check that out. We shared that on our Twitter feed. Um, then they next followed up with Armor Wars. Now, Armor Wars was announced at like Disney Investor Day in 2020. Um, it's going to be Don Cheadle as War Machine, and in the comic, he said it's going to be like in the comics where it's just uh, Rhodey collecting all the Stark gear that kind of got out and in the wrong hands. So that'll be cool, and it's going to be a follow-up directly to Secret Invasion as well. So I'll be I'll be really curious to see how that unfolds. Be and and kind of the aftermath of. Secret Invasion, and if this starts to flow into the movies, because we started to see it a little bit with Multiverse of Madness, where WandaVision bled into Doctor Strange a little bit, but I really want to see them make that leap, commit, commit to it. Uh, so next up was also Ironheart. Um, you know, there's really not much to talk about yet, because as you guys haven't really met her yet, um, it's Riri Williams, who ends up building her own Iron Man suit. She's going to be in... Black Panther 2, as I stated earlier, but I believe Ironheart is going to be following her um, while she's at MIT. Um, and it's a, kind of about the, the balance of um, science and magic. And, and the villain of the show is going to be uh, the Red Hood, who is going to be played by Anthony Ramos from In the Heights and Hamilton. Um, so I'm really excited to see that as well. Like they're really taking these steps with the, these shows that are, are doing the, the more stranger characters and and taking some of these risks um and i'll get to in a little bit about like she hulk 
that I, I'm really enjoying. Like, take these bigger risks on Disney Plus. Introduce us to these more intricate characters that the MCU has because there's a lot of strange characters. Like, I never in a million years would have thought Werewolf by Night would be a special, and and here it is, and it's giving some of that opportunity um, to show some of these weirder characters and keep them kind of contained as well. Um, so then the next thing again, like I said, they showed Ant-Man 3 and they're just kind of just saying how crazy this movie is. And this movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is going to be a key, pivotal factor in phase five and phase six of the MCU. Now, I know a lot of people talked about the lack of connectivity between the phase four's films, which I think it's there. I think they're, they're clearly were building towards Secret Wars. It was mentioned in, in Doctor Strange 2 and Reed says Incursions. Um, but I, I think now people will start to see where they're heading and, and people really like when they can see where the end game is, but I like being along for the ride as well. I don't need to know what's ahead of it. Like it took forever to get to Thanos and I sure I wanted to see that, but I enjoyed the ride uh, along the way. And I, I kind of want people to do that. People need to relax. I even saw somebody saying the MCU's dead after, after end game, which uh, is Spider-Man far from home and no way home dead. Shang-Chi was fantastic. I love Doctor Strange 2. Um, I've really enjoyed a lot of the Disney Plus shows. Moon Knight was really good. Hawkeye was good. The problem is they're, they're pacing and, and, and they're needing to be six episodes where these could be maybe four, maybe eight to really help space out and do that. And I think they'll eventually learn learn that. Um, I think they're doing a really good job right now with She-Hulk. And if you're not liking She-Hulk, that's okay. Don't go and bash it. It's just maybe not for you. It's a lighter some, It's a lighter side of the MCU it's really like the comic book there. You know, I know people freaked out about Megan the stallion, but like in the original Iron Man, Tony's got strippers and how that is that. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like I think people are being a little bit too critical on this. Yeah. Sure. Some of the CGI isn't great, but also turn your motion smoothing off on your television because that should never be on. And I know that makes things a lot worse, but, um, as I digress, they're going to start building now, and I think we're really going to see that um, not necessarily with Black Panther 2 because I think that's going to be a very self-contained film about um, which the film, we learned a little bit more about what the film's about, that Wakanda at its weakest is now being attacked by outside governments for its vibranium and kind of they're pushing back and and bonding together and if, after the tragedy of losing T'Challa, which be interesting to see how they do it i think they're going to knock it out of the park with this movie i think they're going to bring phase four to a dramatic and epic conclusion and really start to gear us up for phase five um so that's kind of the big things from d23 from san diego comic-con kind of a kind of a quick recap um it's hard to kind of go into detail and really talk about things when you're alone it, it, it's nice to kind of bounce ideas and and thoughts off when you have other people but i just wanted to get something out there and and talk about some of these things that uh, I, I honestly planned to do a, a while ago um but yeah those were the big announcements another announcement from d23 for marvel was the loki show is adding uh ki hu kwan uh who is Famously known as Short Round from Indiana Jones 2. He's going to be playing a TVA agent in Season 2 of Loki. So excited for that. That's coming next summer. So yeah, that was kind of it from the Marvel Studios paddle. um, Which I will admit, like I said, and I've been saying, was a disappointment. They hyped it up. I really thought we were going to get the Fantastic Four cast announcement. But all they did was highlight Matt Shackman. 
I really thought we would get a Shang-Chi 2, and I was holding out hope for an Eternals 2. Now, they have to show up again. Um, they were kind of referenced in She-Hulk Episode 2, I believe, in a, in a side panel, when somebody said talked about the um, Celestial sticking out of the ground. But I enjoyed that film for what it is. It's flawed, it has its problem, but I like the characters, and I want to see more of them. And I think we will, especially with that teaser with Pip and Star Fox. Um, so I was hoping for that. And Patton Oswalt kind of openly said, hey, on Good Morning America, well, Chloe Zhao's writing Eternals 2. So I, I guess they're just saving it. I guess they don't want to overflow in case things change or they decide not to go forward with something. I don't know. But um, that was kind of it from the weekend for the Marvel Studios panel. And then today, uh, actually they announced the writer of Avengers Kang Dynasty will be Jeff Loveness, who wrote Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So that one means this film's good. Uh, probably really good. And Paul Rudd said this is unlike anything we've seen in an Ant-Man film. And I, I really think people are going to be blown away by this film. I, I think it's going to be completely unexpected from really what they think after... Like, let's be real. The first Ant-Man movie I really, really like. Ant-Man and the Wasp was a little bit of a letdown, especially where it fell. It obviously helped set up Endgame. But the jokes just didn't land for me as much and some of the pacing with that film. So I'm, I'm really hoping for a bang. I love Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. I hope he stays around after 3, which is very possible. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it from Marvel. And then um, really only other... of no news from Saturday from the Lucasfilms panel was that um, they showed a clip of Indy 5, Indiana Jones 5, and Harrison Ford came out and gave kind of a really emotional speech about how he loves playing this character and this will be his final time playing Indiana Jones and that he thinks the film is fantastic and a lot of that has to do with um, director James Mangold who did Logan he also did uh, Ford vs. Ferrari. He did The Wolverine. He did uh, Walk the Line. So he's really good director. Um, and you can check out his emotional speech. There's a clip of it on um, Disney Plus under the D23 Expo Day 2. Um, so now I'm going to just jump back to day one of the Disney... Well, yeah, day one of the D23 Expo on Friday where the Disney company presented the Walt Disney Studios film slate. And a lot of it really was just a bunch of remakes, some of which are coming to theaters, like Snow White and um, the Lion King prequel, and others like Peter Pan and Wendy that will be coming exclusively to Disney+. Plus. Um, so they the, the one that they showed a trailer for that was released to the public was The Little Mermaid. Now, uh, Haley Bailey will be playing... Ariel, and they released the trailer, and then if you were at D23, they showed the entirety of Part of Your World, which wasn't fully complete with CGI, they said, um, but I was able to watch it on Twitter before it was taken down, um, which is, it's impressive it even ended up there, because they had people walking around with like night vision goggles, trying to catch anybody recording, and you'd be thrown out um, of the, the panel, because they really want to keep it exclusive in there, especially because the the scene isn't finished. It's the CGI. But I think this one's going to be really good. It's directed by Rob Marshall, who's done Chicago. I think he did Into the Woods. He did Pirates 4, which I like. A lot of people don't like. Um, 
I think his last film was kind of a, a bomb anyway. But this one I think is going to be good. This this one I, I'm looking forward to the most of the Disney reboots. Uh, they haven't really had a good one since Beauty and the Beast. Um, and their best one still is The Jungle Book. Um, and, and But this is what they're focused on. Um, they didn't... I don't think they showed a clip of Snow White, but but Rachel Zegler from West Side Story and Gal Gadot came out. Um, Rachel Zegler is playing Snow White. Gal Gadot is playing the Evil Queen, which that teaming is pretty awesome. And then Barry Jenkins came out. Uh, Barry Jenkins is directing the prequel to The Lion King, which will be called Mufasa, The Lion King. Um, and it's going to follow, I guess, Mufasa as a young king or prince, maybe. I don't know. But Barry Jenkins directed and wrote Moonlight and If Beale Street Could Talk. Two Oscar-winning films um, and Oscar-nominated films. I don't think If Beale Street Could Talk won, but Moonlight won Best Picture. And he's choosing for his next, his third film to do a Lion King prequel, which is very, very interesting. And so that alone has me curious for this film because he's an incredibly talented filmmaker. And the last one was made by a talented filmmaker and John Favreau, but focus on the technology. So it'd be nice to see if they tell an untold story and really focus on the story itself. Then Pixar happened Friday night as well. Uh, the biggest announcement out of that was Inside Out 2 coming back. And I think only Amy Poehler is returning from that cast. And I didn't get much else of that. Everything else was original um, films and TV that were announced. So the biggest letdown for me of the entire panel came on Sunday. So the Sunday panel was the Disney Parks panel. And if you listen to this show, you guys know I'm a huge theme park fan, a huge Disney fan, and I really, really love what the Imagineers have done. However, the Disney company has taken a turn in the direction that I am not thrilled about. And a lot of it is just focused on making money. Now, Disney has always, I'm not stupid, Disney has always been about making money. However, it wasn't always in your face, and they made you feel like, oh, justifying the cost. Now, the, Bob Chapek has just straight up said on, it might have been Good Morning America or another news channel that they're going to continue to raise prices as long as demand is there. No other reason other that we can we can do what we want. And that being said, if they're raising these prices, they have the money to build these attractions to get more, even more people to keep coming back. And down the road in Orlando, Universal is building Epic Universe, which is slated to open in 2025. And they're going to have a lot of cool lands. Super Nintendo Land, a new Harry Potter Land, um, a Universal Classic Monsters Land, How to Train Your Dragon, I believe as well. Some of the ones that aren't officially announced, but announced. And Disney has done nothing to combat this. Um, so I was expecting, okay, it's good. This, is good. this is the grand finale of the D23. We're going to hear some really cool stuff. And they did kick it off with a announcement that they are expanding Avengers Campus in California. But they're expanding it with a multiverse ride. And I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. And it's going to follow the, the, the timeline if Thanos had won. And we have King Thanos. It's Thanos with a beard and awesome armor. However, I believe it's just going to be like a Star Tours ride, which... I could be wrong. It could be some sort of trackless vehicle ride. It could be something that doesn't involve screens, but it's going to be pulling in from the concept art, all different 
newer characters that you know daredevil was in it but then it also had the art of spider-man freshman year which is coming out in 2024 and then it had werewolf by night but then it had what if so because it has what if and spider-man it leads me to believe it's going to be a screen ride however this is definitely going to get me to go back out to california to disneyland because I got, i'm gonna to have to ride it. it sounds awesome even if it is just a star towards ride um I was hoping that it would be the Wakanda ride that they'd pitched years and years and years ago before the pandemic. And I say years and years like it was 10. It was in 2019 where you're going to be kind of dropped in the Battle of Wakanda along all these superheroes. And it was going to be a state-of-the-art ride like Rise of the Resistance. And some of this might be because of the so-called failure that is Galaxy's Edge. It wasn't as big of a hit, I believe, as they were assuming but also just because of this new regime, it's all about the bottom line. So saving money, increasing profits. But they did announce a ride, and that's coming to California, which is great. California always needs more rides. They're a commuter park, unlike Disney World, where it's once in a lifetime. So that is why some rides stay around for longer, because people don't get to go all the time. Like this, some Disney World for a lot of families is a once in a lifetime trip, because it, and it's just getting more and more expensive. So I totally understand that. Um, I've been blessed and bet and lucky enough to go multiple times. Um, but that has always been the reason why attractions stay longer at Disney World. However, again, Universal's building a brand new theme park. What is Disney doing to combat that and bring in guests? So Tron Light Cycle Run is a carbon copy of a of a roller coaster from Shanghai Disney. That's awesome. It, it's straight out of Tron. You ride their light cycles. Should be easy peasy, right? No, it's taken them five years to build. Apparently, it's finished now, and they're test running. However, they're pushing it till spring of 23 before it's up and running to kind of give people a reason to come who need a reason, who aren't just going back just to go back. So, they're also revealed a cool Hulk walk-around character. However, he's wearing one of the time travel suits from Endgame, and I th- that's just to cover up his face, so it's He's wearing a literal Ant-Man helmet too, and but you can see his face. It's literally just so you could hear him talk. At that point, just do another direction. Like I figured they could have figured something out, but it was a, a way around it. It's cool. However, the Hulk is famously non-clothed. Like he's always just in his his shorts, and and he busts out of all the other clothes. But whatever. Uh, which uh, that's an imp- impressive technology and and experience for guests who love the Hulk. So that'll be cool um, to see out there. But then they kind of end it with really, they spent the majority of the panel for the parks doing an essentially a Pinterest board saying, oh, wouldn't this be cool? They literally had a brainstorming blue sky session for the fans. Well, behind Big Thunder Mountain, we're thinking of building an Encanto land or a Disney villains land, which has been rumored for years, dark kingdom, which originally was going to be at animal kingdom and scrapped back in the early two thousands. And so they teased that a little bit and they were like, well, what if we build a Zootopia and a Moana land too in Disney's animal kingdom? And this is all what ifs. It wasn't even like we're doing this or we are planning to build this. It's literally was just, Hey, uh, wouldn't this be cool? And to me, that's just such a lay, like a letdown. Like you are the leader in in the industry, in your theme park industry of rides and creativity and guest experiences. And a lot of that just fall into the wayside because of money and because of their 
lack of willingness to think they need to compete with people that they just have fans. So I think for the company itself, it's they're doing what they think is right to maximize profits now. But I think this is going to have a really negative impact going forward, maybe 20 years where people aren't going to be having, you know, I grew up going to Disney, so I always had these great memories. But now if you get people who are not going because it's so money hungry or people who are going and just saying it was such a hassle with Genie Plus and everything and not having any new experiences to be like, well, you know, we did have to do that, but we did get to ride this new ride or we got to see this new land. It's just not there for Disney. And so that's why I think that was the biggest letdown for me for D23 because I was really hoping that we would get something. Sure, we're getting Happily Ever After back and they're bringing back shows and, and, and smaller attractions that were shut down because of the pandemic. But there there's nothing new. It's all things that we already had. And again, for some people, they will experience this for the first time. But also, if you've never been... You're not going to be like, oh, they're just bringing back something new. Like you, you need something new. New attracts people and gives people a reason to spend their hard-earned money to come to the vacation capital of the world and now have a stressed-out time, but at least they get to do something new. So that's my biggest takeaway from the D23 panel. I, I'm not mad at Marvel or whatever. They gave us a huge... They fed us, man. They fed us back in July. And so they just gave us a nice little presentation um, apparently all the people who present it like, uh, for Lucasfilms and for 20th Century Fox, which they showed, I keep saying 20th Century, it's just 20th Century, not Fox. Um, they had a teleprompter, but apparently Kevin Foggy didn't. So he spoke for like 90 minutes without a teleprompter, just knowing that man's the best. I love Kevin Foggy so, so much. Um, but that was my reaction to D23 and some of San Diego Comic-Con. And, uh, I hope this was informational for you. Um, just some kind of shout outs of things to watch or things to read. Um, check out She-Hulk. Uh, it's a different cup of tea for us Marvel fans. I think it's good for people who it's just people need different stuff. Disney plus needs different stuff. So there's like, Oh, this is a cool Marvel show I can watch. You know, that's great. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. Don't go on Twitter and complain like everybody else. Just, just don't just, it's not for you. That's fine. It doesn't mean the MCU is over. Um, also check out on Apple TV plus, um, a movie called Cha Cha Real Spooth written by Cooper Rafe, I believe is what it is. Uh, I found this over the weekend and it was a completely delightful and enjoyable film. Uh, it has kind of an indie vibe to it, coming of age-ish to it. I loved it. I thought it was great. I love those types of movies. So I went back and watched his first film and loved that as well. Um, so I highly, highly recommend that. And then... Me and Audra did watch Elvis a couple weeks ago on HBO Max, and it was good. Austin Butler was great. Tom Hanks was whack. And the first hour felt like a movie on cocaine and at parts an SNL skit. However, the last, the second half, which is an hour and a half, was really, really, really good. And I really enjoyed it. So check that out on HBO Max if you have it, if you're interested, if you like Elvis. It's worth it just watching it for Austin Austin Butler's performance. Um, And then finally, The Lord of the Rings show is now on um, Amazon. You can check that out. It's okay. If you're a big Lord of the Rings fan, you should watch it. Um, If you're a casual fan, check it out for the production value. You may enjoy it. You may be a little bit lost like myself. Um, 
And then also House of Dragons is out there. So go check that out for sure. Um, but that does it for me here in terms of housekeeping. Previously Recorded is moving to monthly releases. Um, we are moving away from um, every two weeks. Just life's hectic. Um, it's hard to get the guys together. It's hard to get an episode out to edit it. Um, it's just tough. So for the remainder of the year, we will be monthly. So this will be your last episode for September. Then you'll get one towards the end of October, towards the end of November, and maybe around the holidays for December. But that does it for me here. Um, If you like this episode, recommend it, rate it, subscribe, um, anything to help us. Go follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. We post stuff all the time. And... um, Tweet me your thoughts. You know, if you like this episode, if you liked what happened to D23, if you uh, have a different take, if you like San Diego Comic-Con, if you want to know more, let me know. If you want some comic book recommendations, reach out to me. I've been reading Fantastic Four um, Mark Wade's run from the early 2000s, and I really, really like it. Um, that's a recommendation right there. Um, or check out your local comic book store. And then, as always, Gateway Gamers, check that out. We just finished Gate- um, Blockbuster Summer. And so there's a lot of content over there as well. But that does it for me here. Um, Thank you for listening and enjoy your weekend or weekday whenever you listen. But thank you for listening.